0: What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. On today's show, we'll take a look at what's going on in Major League Soccer. Let's do it. This is the Sharp Angle. Every day on your favorite podcast player. Special thanks to Sportsbet MVP, one of the best online sports books available. It's so important to have multiple sports books to bet at. It's only it's one of the only ways to immediately start making more money. Guys, if you have one sports book you like, that's great, but you can't shop around. You can't always find the lowest price. And these change these games, these prices are changing, you know, pretty frequently on different sites based on how much money each site's getting. So do yourself a favor. Start shopping around. Start finding better lines for the games you like. And in turn, start making more money today. Online sportsbetmvp.ag. Give them a follow on Twitter as well at sportsbet underscore MVP. All right, on today's show, we're going to talk about the MLS because the last time you heard us talking about Major League Soccer on this show, it was during the MLS's back tournament. Now, Major League Soccer put on a tournament during all of the coronavirus stuff to sort of, again, bring the MLS back, hence the name of the tournament, and it was a fun way to kind of, again, just kind of introduce soccer back into the United States. But that tournament is over, and we are back to regular season play. And I think that one thing that's important to remember is, and I talked about this during the MLS's back tournament. When you have such small sample size, anything can happen. And I saw some crazy outcomes during that MLS tournament. It's like, wait a minute, what? And obviously, a lot's going on, right? Everyone was in Orlando. The weather, the concerns with their families back home. You know, younger teams who hadn't played together for a long time didn't have the uh, the same advantage that teams who had been together for a long time. So my point is, there was a lot of factors to consider for the. The MLS's back tournament. Now that we're back to the regular season, it's starting to play out how I expected it to play out once again. Now there's some teams who I still think are drastically overrated in the rankings and in the in the, you know according to the sports books and some teams who are underrated, but you're going to get that in any sport any season. What I like is that things seem to be normal now in the MLS because during that tournament, it was uh, kind of chaotic. So checking in right now in the Eastern Conference, the Columbus crew actually lead the East right now with 16 points. But right behind them, Toronto and uh, the New York Red Bulls and then Atlanta United make up the top four. So we expected Toronto, New York, Atlanta to be there. But Columbus... I think that what's happening is they're still riding that high from the tournament, and we should see them come back to Earth fairly soon. But I don't think, my whole point is, I don't hate Columbus. I just don't think they're anywhere near the best team in the East. I even think Philadelphia, maybe even a a New England Revolution, a New York City FC playing at their best would compete with a Columbus crew. We have a long ways to go for this season. This season's just getting started, by the way. So, you know, I think that uh, Columbus riding those highs, but they are one of the overrated teams in my mind to start things off. The bottom of the East, kind of typical. Inter Miami, by the way, the last team right now in the East. They are one win, five losses, no draws. A lot of outlets, including 538.com, I think 538.com does a great job with ratings and uh, kind of keeping up with some of these soccer teams. They have Inter Miami, a top five team, and I have Inter Miami, a bottom five team. So that is one of the biggest disagreements I've ever had with an online tr- source that I really trusted, like 538.com. But I'm going to go with my ratings all day, and we'll see what Inter Miami does over the next couple of weeks. But I do not think they are anywhere near as good as uh, some of these outlets. That's had them projected to be before the season started. And the one team I do want to point out, kind of mentioned them briefly earlier, New York City SC. They've had a very bad start to the year, two wins in seven games. But if there's any team right now in the East who is way back in the standings, who can find a way to catapult themselves to a playoff spot, it certainly is New York City FC. Now let's get over to the West, Kind of similar to the East, the number one team right now. I do not think is even close to the best team in the West. Sporting Kansas City. They played six games so far. They are five and one, and uh, they've allowed six goals while scoring 15. So Pythagorean base, it's like wow, Sporting Kansas City. This is a very good team. I think they're going to come back to earth in the next couple of weeks. And actually, do they play? No, it was. Uh, we're not going to give that game out for tonight. I do have a couple MLS picks for tonight that we're going to get out. Give out. Uh, unfortunately. Uh, sporting Kansas City not in there. But my point is, they're averaging right now two and a half points per game, not goals per game, points per game. That is not sustainable for a team like sporting Kansas City, who in my opinion, has a lot of question marks at midfield. So it's funny, in the East and West, right now the team's leading it. I don't like it all, which provides us with some good fade opportunities coming up in the near future. Now remember, you don't just blindly fade teams that are overrated. You find good spots, you find the most, it's sort of like you're finding the valley, right? Peaks and valleys. You're finding the valley of of this team's ratings and, and where they're projected from your point of view compared to the books. So it's not just a blind bet on Sporting Kansas City or even uh, the Columbus crew from this point going forward or against them, but it's more about the situation the, the scenario they're in, but I would look to fade Kansas City in opportune situa- uh, situations and to fade the Columbus Crew in the uh, Crew, <laughs> Jesus, uh, uh, to fade the Columbus Crew in uh, opportune situations as well. All right, moving on with the uh, the rest of the Western Conference, and it's funny how similar it is to the East. The three other teams in the top four—Seattle, Minnesota, and Portland—I'll have them rated fairly, uh, you know, fairly high, if not above, sporting Kansas City. Now, Seattle and Portland should be there. But the funny thing is, the Minnesota uh, Minnesota FC, such a surprise this year. And I thought their additions in the off season would allow them to be a little bit better and give them some breathing room. They wouldn't have to be in these, you know, in this uh, defensive battle game after game. But they're three one and two. They have 13 goals scored in six games. They are a different team this year. Do I think Minnesota finishes top four? Not even close. And the reason is LAFC, Real Salt Lake, the Colorado Rapids even. I think all of these teams have a chance to overtake Minnesota, even in the next few weeks. And I believe Minnesota is also a team to fade right now, pretty high in the standings in the West. If you look down in the West, it's pretty typical. I thought the Houston Dynamo were going to have a a down year. I thought Vancouver was going to have a down year. And obviously the LA Galaxy... Nowhere near where they were even a year ago. Now, I know Gal- the uh, Galaxy spent so much money this offseason. They bring in Chicharito, and that's supposed to you know, bridge the gap between losing Zlatan, uh, Ibrahimović, losing a lot of their midfield. One thing I noticed, so many people who had a chance to re-sign with the Galaxy or stay with the Galaxy, they got up and left. I don't think things are very good in the locker room right now, and it's proven to show on the field. So, now, do I think the Galaxy are... As the stats say right now, you know, the the second, third worst team in the entire MLS? No, that's crazy. But do I think that they are as good as a lot of outlets had them ranked to begin the season? Nowhere near that. So they're right in the middle. I think there may actually be some play on opportunities in the near future for the Galaxy, but they're nowhere close to where many people, including the public, think that they should be. So overall in the MLS, you know, it's exciting to get the MLS back. I know it's kind of confusing with the MLS's back tournament, but we're back to the regular season and it's... It's it's right back to normal handicapping because I say normal handicapping during the MLS's back tournament, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, so many external factors. I found that very difficult to handicap because I didn't know there's not data for how these teams do on neutral fields, how these teams do playing at nine a.m. in the morning in ninety degree weather. There there just wasn't a lot of history on that stuff. So now getting back to the norm, I find myself to be in a much more comfortable place. And on that note, let's give a few MLS picks out for tonight. Uh, Game 1, we're going to go New England Revolution. Minus 120. Draw no bet. The reason we like New England here, there's a lot going on in this game. Okay, DC United, many, many players injured. Some of their best defenders are out this game. Uh, Their best midfielder out this game. They have not been able to score goals. So really front to back, many question marks for DC United. And they're on their fourth string goalie. As a matter of fact, they were they were working out in practice this week. Who's going to play goalie? Like everyone's kind of, you know how during a, a NBA practices, sometimes you'll see them taking half court shots or they'll be doing like mini dunk contests. What was going on during the DC United practice was everyone was trying to play goalie. It's like, well, if something bad happens, who's going to come in if our fourth string goalie gets hurt? They are in a terrible situation and leaking on the back end, I think they're going to give up some big, uh, some big chances to the New England Revolution. Now the reason New England is only minus 120 for the no bet is because their head coach Bruce Arians is suspended for two games he had some comments after one of the games in the uh, MLS's back tournament he used vulgar language and as we know you can never lose vulgar language in the MLS so he's out for two games. Do I think his absence makes up the deficit in what we perceive to be value in this game? No, this is still a bet on the New England Revolution. With or without Bruce Arians They should be a, a, you know, a a heavier favorite in this than they are right now. The three-way money line is New England plus 150, D.C. United plus 185, draw plus 235. I believe New England should be somewhere closer to plus 120, plus 110. Value on the New England Revolution, even without their head coach. New England minus 120, draw no bet. Game number two, we're going to go the New York Red Bulls plus 120 drawn no bet. So it's kind of the same, we're just on the other side of the spectrum. Plus 120 drawn no Obet for the New York Red Bulls. This is a pure numbers play. New York had a terrible tournament and I think a lot of people still have that taste in their mouths from the tournament. They saw the New York Red Bulls come in and and they 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 blew it. They didn't look good getting the ball up up the field at all. There was no pressing like we usually expect to see from the from the Red Bulls. And on the other side, Philadelphia had a great tournament. They ended up going to the semifinals and losing to the eventual champion, uh, Portland Timbers. But I think that we are really well. I think the books are really overly uh, weighing those recent games. And that happens far too often in sports. It's small sample size. It's what happened last that a lot of these lines get based off of. And I believe this is uh, mispriced. So there are five games tonight. Those are the two I really like. New England, uh, draw no bet, minus 120. And the New York Red Bulls, plus 120, draw no bet. Now, I can give out uh, one other lean. Those are the two I like the most, but... uh I was kind of going back and forth on this game. And the reason it's not a like for me is because I'm not going to play into small sample size. I just got, into, I got done talking about why we're on New England, why we're on the Red Bulls. We're not giving too much into small sample size. And if I were to take this next game, I would really be doing the same thing myself. Uh, it's FC Cincinnati hosting uh, Chicago, or excuse me, FC Cincinnati at Chicago. And this is important because the Chicago Fire are playing their first game in Soldier Field in years. So it's going to be a big day for Chicago. Obviously, no fans are going to be there but still, it's a monumental kind of shifting, changing game for for Chicago. Now, the Fire have not been playing well at all recently, right? And and like I said, I'm not going to put everything in a small sample size, but they have not been playing well. If you think Chicago can snap out of it and start playing well, which they're eventually going to, I promise you, they will snap out of it, then this may be the game to bet. There's a lot of positivity around the program, even though they haven't been playing well lately. As I mentioned, they're going to Soldier Field for the first time in a long time, so this could be that monumental All right, guys, let's change things right now. And I could see it, but these prices just seem a little off to me. FC Cincinnati seems too cheap, so I'm going to lean FC Cincinnati plus one minus 130. If Chicago wins by a goal, we get our money back. If uh, it's a tie, we win. And if FC Cincinnati wins, obviously, that's a win for us as well. I just think this is slightly mispriced, but like I said, the reason I don't love it is because for me to, to, to buy in on Cincinnati, that would be fading the small sample size of Chicago recently. And I just got done, you know, saying that the books were wrong for, you know, adding small sample size with uh, new England and with the New York Red Bulls. So that's where I lean in the, in the Chicago game and the FC Cincinnati game. But overall, I do like uh, new England minus 120 draw no bet and the New York Red Bulls plus 120 draw no bet. All right. Thanks for listening everyone. Good luck today. And we'll talk to you tomorrow on the sharp angle.